0: Welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student.
1: We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school.
0: My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment.
1: Welcome back. In today's episode, we are joined by Olivia Rowley, a third year student from the University of Liverpool. Thank you for joining us today, Olivia.
2: Oh, thanks guys. Thanks for having
1: me.
0: Yeah, thanks again, Olivia, for taking time out of your schedule to help us with this.
2: Oh no, don't worry.
0: Just to jump into the episode... Is there anything that sets Liverpool apart from the other dental schools?
2: Yeah, so recently I think the most important thing is we've just started our centennial curriculum, which is a combination of the surgery and the therapy students. So for the first three years, we all work completely together um, and we're classed as dental professionals. And then those on the BDS course will follow on to years four and five. Um, I think this is a really good idea because um, the therapists and dentists working together for the first three years. It builds good communication skills for different members of the practice and also builds good mutual respect for different members of the team, I think. Um, Also, we get really early access to clinics, which is really useful. Um, So I began treating my first patient in first year i think also a really important thing as well about the university of liverpool is the support throughout coronavirus they were really good so i'd have meetings with my academic advisor which is a tutor from the dental school we had three of those a year just to check we we're on track look at exam results check how we were doing at home and then we also have the dental society events and um, which were all online last year but hopefully now now we're coming out of lockdown a little bit getting more back in person should be nice it
0: sounds like a great course that you've got down in Liverpool.
2: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah,
0: it's it's nice to hear that you guys do kind of integrate with the therapist for the first couple of years. Yeah, it's
2: really nice. I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm.
0: And is that something that as you progress later on, do you still um, kind of involve the therapist in your treatment with patients and stuff like that? Is that very much integrated into the dental school?
2: Well, so after we qualify, so after the first three years, everyone will be brought up to the um, scope of practice of the therapists and then they'll graduate and go off into practice. And then it's just the BDS four and five left for the final two years.
0: Okay. Mm Okay.
1: And do you, like, within your clinical practices, when you see patients, do you refer a lot of your patients to the therapists?
2: So at the moment, um, we're given, so we'll be doing treatment plans and things like that, and they'll be given to us. And we tend to refer those at the moment for us onto the BDS students mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. who are more qualified to be doing things like endo, crowns, things like that. That's the way it seems to mm-hmm. be working at the moment. Okay. Got you. And when was this course structure implemented at Liverpool? I was the first year to actually take part in this course. We were the first Mm -hmm. year with the guinea pigs.
1: Okay, so what, so two, three years ago now, yeah? Yeah,
2: Yeah. three years ago it'll be now, yeah.
0: Yeah. And do you qualify as a therapist as well, or because you've trained, done the same training, do you get a dual qualification or...?
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm on the therapy course, in fact, so I will graduate in year three. Those on the BDS course will continue. They don't come out with a set degree from the therapy course. They'll just be brought up to the scope of practice and then just continue their training on.
1: Okay. What teaching style is adapted at Liverpool then?
2: So in Liverpool, we're mainly taught on a PBL basis. So we have small groups of about eight people in which we meet about once a week. So before the session, you'll be given a scenario when you come in and we'll all pick out important parts. We'll have different bits to go through um, and then we make learning objectives. We'll go away research those, come back a week later. We'll discuss what we found and um, see if we made any differences. And then we have a tutor who will guide us, make sure we're hitting all the right targets, seeing how we're getting on. And then we are kind of quizzed a couple of days later on what we've learned as a group. And then alongside this, we also have the traditional style lectures, which it's really good because these correspond with the scenarios so say, for example, you've got a scenario while I'm bleeding, you could have lectures on clotting factors or things like that. And it all works mm-hmm. really hand in hand to help help you research.
1: Yeah, sounds like quite a good way of doing it. Yeah. Like you're given the knowledge and then you're applying it at your problem-based. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's good because a lot of the PBL content as well is clinical. So we'll have a lot of the scenarios mm-hmm. which are based on clinical things, which is a lot of um, revision as well, which I think is really useful.
1: Mm-hmm. And would you be able to give us like a course structure of the way that the courses are run at Liverpool?
2: So clinically, um, we start our clinical experience in first year. Your first experience will be observing older patients, which is the very start of the year. Um, you'll be given a portfolio to put all your findings in and then you'll be taken to actually practice some clinical skills yourself at the start of year one. And um, it's procedures such as hand scaling and fissure sealants. Um, and then you also complete procedures such as plaque and bleeding and things like that on each other. And then mm-hmm. so your first time seeing patients on the new course is in first year, as I mentioned, which is really handy. Um, It gets your communication with patients going, build some rapport up. Um, And then assisting the older years for me began in year two, but that was due to coronavirus. Um, And then, so in third year, so in a couple of weeks, I will be beginning my outreach programme. Um, and that will continue on throughout the course um, it's in a couple of locations, quite local to Liverpool. And then mm-hmm. in terms of exams, really, I think this is the next thing I wanted to talk about. It's like been a bit of a mix, really, due to COVID again. So we have had some online, some in person. Um, at the moment, for me, they're mainly written exams. We'll have like an academic kind of exam and a clinical exam. And then in third year, at the end of third year, I think it is, we have our first OSCE. Mm-hmm.
1: And how about fourth and fifth year?
2: We're not really sure how that's going to work just yet, Um, Uh to be honest, yeah. Yeah,
1: purely because it's quite new. Yeah,
2: because it's quite new and coronavirus has um, had such a big impact on things. I think what what was in plan is subject to change. All we know is that the exams will be of a similar process to the old course, which is similar to – the exams are pretty similar, really, but um, Mm -hmm. OSCE is in fifth year as well. Okay.
0: Interesting. You've talked a little about the kind of first clinical exposure and um, things like that there. What are the clinical facilities like at Liverpool?
2: The clinical facilities I think are really good. We have um, a couple of suites um, in the dental school itself with um, a lot of phantom heads. We'll be in there a good few times a week practicing restorations um, and scaling polishes, things like that. the suite's really nice, it's really big, and um, the facilities are really good, well kept.
1: Lovely. And you were talking about outreach as well. Mm-hmm. Are the facilities sort of similar to um, for these facilities as well?
2: Well, we're not sure, just yet, because with us being the first year to do the new course, no one really knows what to expect from the outreach. I know a couple okay. of my friends begin next Monday, so hopefully find out a bit more then. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm amazing and so was outreach not something that was part of the old curriculum then
2: it was part of the old curriculum but um we don't really know too much about to be honest much about it
0: so in terms of as you progress through the course is there an opportunity to uh, take an elective while you're studying
2: no to be honest i'm not really sure that that's something that we offer
0: (laughs) okay okay
1: Okay, um, you've spoken quite a lot about like the clinical side of things with regards to the course structure. Would you be able to give us like an insight into what is covered academically throughout the years?
2: So academically, in regards to the PBL, it's not. It's a lot of anatomy for the first and second year. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Human Anatomy Resource Centre, which once a week you will have lectures from there, um, and they're really interesting. Um, And then that will link into your PBL scenario. And then you'll have lectures around that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have the integrated lectures, as I mentioned previously. A lot of that is to do with um, oral biology and disease. You also have things like Mm -hmm. professionalism and public health. They're Mm -hmm. what your scenarios tend to be around. And then as you move into third year, it tends to be more um, research paper based. That's what we've found Mm -hmm. so far. Um, and then just carrying on with the same LOs. And then the lectures we've been given for third year are on the same kind of basis as first and second year.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you'll move on to like the remit out uh, with the therapy remit in fourth and fifth year, I presume. Yeah, and then it'll
2: become yeah. more clinical with the endocrines, yes. or things like that, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And you've mentioned a couple of times about the opportunity of shadowing your peers and things. Mm-hmm. Is that something that continues throughout your sort of course
2: yeah so um you assist the older years and that continues up until fifth year when obviously Mm -hmm. you might be assisting those in your year or in a couple of years below um Mm -hmm. it's a good idea i really think because it gives you more insight into procedures you've not done so when you go and start doing them in the skills suite you'll have more experience a bit more of an idea of what's going on so it gives you more insight into the procedures you'll be doing in the future um, you'll have more experience with different types of patients that you could come across on the clinics. And then also mm-hmm. it gives you the experience to meet people that you'll be seeing at dental society events, such as nights mm-hmm. out and bake sales and sports days. It um, gives you the opportunity to make some friends really, yeah?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like a sense of community. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: To kind of move away from the dental school a little, Um mm-hmm. What is Liverpool like as a city?
2: I think it's really nice and friendly. So I'm probably a little bit biased because I grew up here, but (laughs) all my friends that I'm living with are from across the country and they all think the same. Um, I just think with the culture, there's loads of museums. You've obviously got things like the Beatles, and the football. You've obviously got Everton and Liverpool. The nightlife's really good. So you've got like Concert Square and Matthew Street. There's always stuff going on there. There's loads of places to go. So you've got the Albert Dock um, and there's a couple of beaches dotted around. There's Formby, Crosby, Otter's Pool, all really nice places to go, especially Mm -hmm. in the summer. Um, Mm -hmm. There's loads of places to go shopping. You've got Liverpool One, just in the city centre, which isn't far from the dental school. And then you've also got loads of different kinds of places to eat. Um, There's Bold Street and Lark Lane, which are a lot of... um, independent restaurants you've also got shavas park which is by the local shopping center it's there's loads to do you'll never run out of things to do here
0: yeah it sounds like there's a you'll not be short of a few things to do yeah
2: Um, yeah, some good (laughs) there's loads and you
0: mentioned there that um it was quite close to the dental school so is the dental school quite central then
2: yeah, I'd say it's, it's about a 10 minute walk from the city centre and then you've got your um, campus accommodations, which are all quite close to that as well. They range from like mm-hmm. a five minute walk on campus to maybe 20 on campus. And then you've also got one in Wavertree Green Bank accommodation um, that mm-hmm. you get there on the bus. Um, well, that's really nice as well. Um, it's not even that far on the bus. It's maybe 20 minutes um Mm -hmm. it just depends really. Mm
1: -hmm. So things are quite accessible to you
2: yeah like public
1: transport and stuff it sounds like. Public transport's really good here
2: you've got all the trains all the buses it's really easy to get around.
1: Mm -hmm. That's good to know and with you being from Liverpool Mm -hmm. what made you choose to sort of move out of your family
2: home. I think that's just always something I've wanted to do since um, I've thought about applying to university really. Um, no matter where I mm-hmm. went, I always wanted to live out, meet new people and I really wouldn't change that decision to be honest. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. A bit of independence as well isn't it? Yeah definitely.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah definitely.
0: So with moving away from home and into accommodation what is the cost of living like in Liverpool? How does that compare?
2: So my accommodation in first year it must have been about 140 a week um which seemed expensive at the time but then that reduced dramatically in year two and three when we moved into our student housing and um, there's plenty of options mm-hmm. um on and off campus really so you've got um a lot of campus accommodations then there's also private ones which are mm-hmm. already close to campus as well and then as i mentioned you've got green bank living um which you get to on the bus, but that's got loads of facilities such as its own library and a private gym. Right. Nice.
1: And what would you say to those that are sort of thinking about going and staying in sort of student accommodation versus like private? Would you sort of encourage it or?
2: I know a couple of people who have lived in private and they said, even though the, Accommodation was cheaper in private halls. They wish they'd stayed in uni-off halls just because of the more social experience. They felt that they lacked that in their private halls. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think that's always something that people ask, like whether it's worth staying in halls versus private. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's quite nice to have that insight. You mentioned earlier about the course being quite full on in the sense of not a lot of spare time. Is there spare time for someone that maybe would want to get a job alongside the, the course, would you say?
2: Well, in first year, I managed to balance my job quite well. So I worked at home um, in a local restaurant. And um, But then after the coronavirus hit, I felt that I wanted to put the studies first so I decided to take my job more seasonal so I'll just go back at summer and Christmas that's worked really well for me I'd say but it is quite subjective just because mm-hmm. that year was so intense mm-hmm. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. around here do have jobs locally here um, in Wavertree and in the city centre and they all seem to manage it really well you definitely can balance it yeah
0: yeah and I think You put that across quite well there, people, um, even if it's not maybe manageable for you during term time, then there are seasonal jobs out there that you can do throughout the holidays to kind of bring up your pool of money a little.
1: (laughs) So with the course being structured the way that it is now with regards to therapy and dental students together... Did the application process differ in any way?
2: Um, you can apply for either course, and then obviously for the therapy course, you don't um, sit the UKCAT. Um, mm-hmm. but um, the interview process is exactly the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the just the grade requirements differ. Yeah, that's all it is really. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Hmm, interesting. And how did you find the application process for Liverpool?
2: Um, I didn't find the application process too bad. It was just stressful, obviously with waiting and things like that, but that's the same as every university.
0: Mm -hmm. And what interview style was it that, um, you had at Liverpool?
2: So the interview style was the MMI's. So we just had a couple of different stations dotted around the dental school Mm -hmm. and you go and see different tutors and discuss different things that they wanted to know about you really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay.
1: So, for you, Olivia, what has been the best thing um, attending about attending Liverpool?
2: So, the best thing for me, like, generally, was probably meeting and living with some of my best friends, and all living so close. It's been really lovely. I think I've made some of my best friends for life round here. And then I think, like, dentally, I'd probably say the early access to the clinical areas because I just think the communication with your patients is so important and as a whole for our year group, I think that's something we've really excelled at due to seeing patients so early.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it is a huge advantage, even just to get those nerves out of the way quite early on and know what you're going to be facing in the next years coming.
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think all the observing as well, it really just puts you at ease because you mm-hmm. know exactly mm-hmm. what to expect when you're going on to your clinical areas. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so much... Um, Diving into the deep end sort of thing. We're <laughs> thrown into the deep end is probably the better thing to say. Yeah.
0: Just finally, Olivia, would you have any advice for those that are aspiring to apply to Liverpool or to dentistry in general?
2: Yeah, so I'd say to start, the first thing that I've said to all the freshers that I've seen in the past couple of weeks. Join your dental school society. So we have LUDs at the University of Liverpool and it's such a great society. Um, We have lots of events um, and they've been really good all throughout lockdown as well. They've been online. We also have a football and a netball team, which is really good for meeting new people. And that's something I'd recommend to everyone, no matter what university you're going to. Mm. Um, The next thing I'd say is it's a journey, not a race. Don't watch the pace of others Um, when you do something well be proud of yourself you deserve it it's a really difficult course and it's a lot of work and yeah it's extremely rewarding um but it is difficult so you should be really proud of yourself when you do something well i'd also say as well one bad mark doesn't define you if you do something and you see that you've not quite got the grade you wanted or you wish you got a little bit of a higher percentage use it as motivation to do better in your next exam that's some of the best advice that I can give you I'd say and then also I'd say make mm-hmm. sure you have a work-life balance go home see your family see your mm-hmm. friends see your friends at uni just make sure you're getting all the work and you possibly can but make sure you're out and about as well
1: yeah I think that's some really great advice Olivia I think you've put it really nicely in the sense that everyone works so hard to get somewhere and it doesn't actually enjoy it when they're there so Hopefully that will help some people in
0: the long run. Yeah, I think it will help a lot of people. Um and I think that brings us to the end of the episode today. Um, but thanks again, Olivia, for joining us today. I think you've taught us a lot about Liverpool and it's been really interesting to hear how Liverpool's kind of taken a slightly different approach to integrating the therapists with the dental course as well. So I it's been in. great to hear.
2: Thank you for having me it's been really great to come on and speak to you guys yeah thank you so much
1: for your time it's been a pleasure
0: thank you we are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry
1: and you can follow us on instagram at dental to keep up to date with us
0: but until our next episode bye, bye. bye.